Good morning, class. Good morning, Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and this is Faith School. Faith School is a good place. Hallelujah. What happens in Faith School, class? My spirit gets fed. My faith grows stronger, and I learn how to be an overcomer. You can, with God's grace and help, you can, by His Spirit within you, overcome anything. I don't care how bad it is, how long it's been that way, how seeming impossible, nothing is too hard for God. You've got to remember who you're dealing with here, the creator of the universe. Nothing's too hard for him. You can overcome this thing, whatever it is. You can come out. Our faith is a factor. We must give the Lord something to work with. And that thing that he works with is our faith. Get your Bible, and if you don't have a Bible, get you one. <laughs> this is important. And get something to make some notes with. Come on into the classroom. Let's believe him for answers today. Father, we thank you. You are the best. You are the greatest. You are everything to us. Thank you for choosing us, caring about us. Thank you for redeeming us and, and giving us everything that you have. Show us how to lay hold of more of it and how to walk fully in the full benefits and the full blessing of what you have given us in Christ. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Go with me again, please, to Luke, the 13th chapter. Luke chapter 13, continuing in our study of the uh, healing of the woman with the spirit of infirmity. We begin reading in, in verse 10, Luke 13, 10. It says, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath day. There was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years. You know, we saw in a previous study that man to pool had been in that condition 38 years. So that's almost 40 years. This is almost 20 years. And yet both of them were in a, in a, in a moment completely changed and healed. So just because something's been bad and been that way a long time does not mean it can't be changed. Amen. It can be changed. Somebody say it can be changed. It can be changed. It can be changed. All things are possible with God. And all things are possible to him or her that believes. Are you a believer? Yes. Then it's possible for it to happen for you. And so when Jesus saw her bent over like this, he called her to him. And he said to her, woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. Now we've been shouting about that in the earlier broadcast this week about how when Jesus tells her you are loosed, that is 
the good news, that is the emancipation proclamation, the announcing of liberty, the announcing of freedom. And yet, if you stop right here at the end of verse 12, is she still bent over? Yes. You know? But is she loosed? Yes. According to Jesus, <laughs> right? And this is something we need to get mind renewal on. The scripture said, faith calls those things which be not as though they were. Why? Because everything in this physical material realm is affected by things in the unseen realm, the spirit realm. And things change and happen first in the unseen realm. Then the effects show up in this seen and felt realm. And that's why the scripture says, let the weak say what? I am strong. strong." Yeah, but are are they feeling strong when they said that? Are they looking strong? No, they are the weak. But let the weak say something different from what they are experiencing. Let the weak say, I am strong. Now that is not how most people operate. Even most church-going people. That just is not how most church-going people think or talk or act. And it's why there are so few manifestations in many places. Because folks are not doing what the Lord said, not cooperating with the laws that govern these things. You know, laws work when you get involved with them. And it doesn't matter who you are, where you're from. The law of gravity, right? You jump off the house. What happens? You go down. What if you're a man? You go down. Woman, you go down. Young, you go down. Old, you go down. Dark skin, go down. Light skin, go down. Rich, you go down. Poor, you go down, right? Why? It's a law. I said, it's a law. You get involved with it, certain uh, results are going to manifest. Well, that's the way it is with the things of faith, things of God. You do certain things. You put his words in your mouth and you decide to believe them and say them. It's like jumping off the house. Something is going to start changing because you are, you are coming in line with a law. It's a law. It works for everybody, anybody, anytime. And so he proclaims to her, you are loosed. And then we see the word and then we see the power. He laid his hands on her. Well, why would he do that? To minister to her what is already reality and for her to receive it and respond to it. He, he put his hands on her and immediately she was made straight. Does God still do things like this today? Yes. yes, he does. Yes, he does. It's happening. You don't hear it on the news all the time, but it's happening. It's happening everywhere, and it, not just a certain denomination or, or uh, label, but anywhere. Like we said, it's a law. Anywhere that people are, they quit walking by sight and feeling and quit just complaining and and being remorseful, uh, regretful, and start talking victory and start yielding to what he is saying and doing, 
Then things start changing like this. Immediately she was made straight and glorified God. Now you would think, man, it's, it's party time, right? I mean, this woman for 18 years has been in such a bad way. Look at this. She's standing straight. We didn't know she was that tall. <laughs> Look at her. She's 5'8", whatever. You know. she, why? Because she's been, you know, four feet for all this time. Look at her. Oh, and she's telling her about how great she feels. And she reaches up and gets something off the top shelf. <laughs> Hadn't been able to do that in 20 years almost. Huh? How many think party time? We, we should celebrate. And then... Here comes Mr. Rain on your parade. Huh? Immediately, the uh, ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation. Now, the ruler is the head person. Be like, I think one translation said president of the synagogue. So this is the head guy. And he speaks right up. When, right after this woman straightens up, and he's not just talking to the woman, he's talking to the whole crowd. He's talking to the people, and he, he's indignant. Now, indi indignation involves anger. Anger and extreme displeasure. He's really put out about it, and he's mad, and this would have been in his tone, and in his Demeanor. And he said, well, what's he mad about? What's he upset about? Huh? That Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day. That was his problem. The rules of religion. Mm, they are detestable. Hmm? And they are with us today. Don't you think they're not? What's, what's going on here? Why be, how could you be this blind? You know? How could you be completely unmoved and uncaring that such a great miracle has happened right in front of your eyes in your church, in your synagogue, right in front of you, right? You know a miracle has happened. You know a woman's life has been basically saved. I mean, salvaged. A woman now, instead of being oppressed and miserable, is free and happy and able to do. Why? How could you not be happy about that? How? Religion is how. The, the blindness and distortion of religion. There, there are a lot of people that, that don't go to church because they hate religion. Well, we do too. <laughs> yeah, Jesus wasn't fond of it. I mean, notice, who did he have the, the big trouble with? The religious leaders. That's the worst trouble he had. That's who killed him. So no, you're right if you've, found this broadcast and you don't even know why you're still watching it. This is why. You're right. Religion is messed up. It's, a lot of it's even evil. It's bad stuff. 
I mean religious people that don't know God. They will slander you. They will put you in bondage. They will do all kind of terrible things to you and then give you scripture why it's okay. Justifying their evil actions. That's not God. It's not God you don't like. It's man's religion that God also doesn't like. But God is another thing entirely. He's good. I said he's good. He's he's good every day of the week. He's good every hour of the day. He's good. Somebody say he's good. He's good. He's good. He's good all the time. Thank you, Lord. But religion. So he's mad. He's upset. He's indignant because Jesus healed on the Sabbath day. What's wrong with that? Now, is this the first time we've seen this? No. Oh, no, we have seen this repeatedly. And you're going to see it some more. The very next case of healing, same thing. Sabbath day problem. <laughs> huh? Over, how many times? Oh, he healed on the Sabbath day. Oh, no, not on the Sabbath day. On the Sabbath day. Why? Why was this such an issue? And why did they get so upset about it? We need to know this because... The Bible keeps telling you. I mean, it sets it up in the very beginning, right? Verse 10. He was teaching in one of the synagogues. And it was the Sabbath. <laughs> right? It was on the Sabbath. What do, we, what do we already know? Faith school students should go, uh-oh. <laughs> it's going to be a deal. It's going to be an issue. <laughs> Why? Why? Go with me, if you would, to the book of Hebrews. And let's look at this. Hebrews chapter 3. What is the Sabbath? The Sabbath was the, uh, the seventh day. And one of the most important things to know about the Sabbath is that it is the day of rest. Rest. Even in God's creation. He did all those things in the six days of creation. And on the seventh day, he rested from his works. And he declared that to be a holy, separate day, the the Sabbath, the day of rest. In our modern calendar, that Saturday is the seventh day. Sunday is the first day of the week. And... um, We still need to rest. People don't do it, but you still do. Uh, We're not made to just go nonstop, never stopping, never resting. And so it'd be still a great idea, right? Mm -hmm. To to just rest and not not do a bunch of things the one day out of the week. But the, the day is also representative of a whole era. In the third chapter of uh, Hebrews, he's talking about this, about the rest. And uh, he said in verse uh, 7, he said, Wherefore, as the Holy Spirit says, Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, in the day of temptation, in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me and proved, my, proved me and saw my works 40 years. Verse 11, 
So I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter into my rest. Now notice what else he cautioned them against was hardness. Hardness of heart. This uh, ruler of the synagogue, is this revealing hardness of heart? That you don't, you're not even taking into consideration somebody needing to be healed or set free. If you were, you'd be glad that it happened. Right? If you cared anything about them, you'd be glad. Even if you thought it broke your rule, you'd be like, mm, broke the rule, but they're healed. Hey, <laughs> right? I don't, I don't understand it all, but praise God, they're healed. Right? But no, there was just, there was only indignation, only anger and resentment. And I, apparently he'd have been much happier if the woman hadn't been healed. Right? I mean, how else can you take it? He'd have been much more pleased if the, the rule hadn't been broken in his mind. And the rule, you know, this happened over and over again. You remember on one occasion, Jesus and his disciples were going through a field on the Sabbath day. Remember that? And they were hungry. And so they reached and got handfuls of grain and ate them as they're going. Oh, somebody saw it. <laughs> Reported them <laughs> huh? to the religious police. And they said, what, what have you done? What are you doing? You're breaking the Sabbath day. Breaking the Sabbath day. Well, they weren't breaking the Sabbath day. These individuals that had spent all this time in seminary, had, had interpreted what God said in their own mind and then made these rules that they claimed uh, were based on the Scripture, but they were not. I said they were not. And so the Lord quotes Scripture to them. Well, see, that's what they're claiming. They're doctors of the law. They're scholars, and they are... You know, a lot of the people in those days couldn't read. And so a lot of the people were at a real loss. If the doctors of the law said, this is how it is, they'd just have to say, okay, because they couldn't even read it themselves. Which is one of the reasons the Bible said the common people heard Jesus gladly. Because he would say, it's not that way. And they'd go, yeah, I didn't, I didn't think it was that way. But they didn't know the scriptures and they couldn't read. And here's somebody standing up and saying what's right. And it bears witness with their spirit. And it's still that way today. You will hear people claiming scriptural authority. And they will say things that are so uncaring, no compassion, just hard and cruel and judgmental, and something about you goes, eh, that don't seem right. <laughs> you know? That doesn't seem right. Yeah, but they got scriptures. No, they don't. They really don't. Are y'all with me, class? No, uh, they, they are pushing a letter of the word that they themselves don't understand, and they're missing the spirit. And so that's, Jesus tells them, he says, well, what about what David did? When he was hungry and he went into the, because they're big advocates. Oh, they, they, they stand for Moses and, and David and, and all this. So he says, well, what about David? <laughs> he went into the, uh, the temple and ate the, ate the showbread, 
which only the priest supposed to eat. What about that? They should have been going, huh. <laughs> Didn't think about that. <laughs> right. So what was going on is there's all kind of things they didn't understand. But instead of humbling themselves and being teachable and realizing, oh, here's some light we haven't had. Uh, there's something here I don't understand. And ooh, is he breaking the Sabbath? Ooh, I don't know. But look at there. Man, a miracle? Uh, God must like it somehow. Just be quiet. Let's learn. Right? Show us. Teach us. You've got to be teachable. And so uh, here we see he's warning them about this hardness and about not entering into the rest. Verse 12, take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God, but exhort one another daily while it's called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Now here you see the other part of this. What did the man say? He said, indignation. He said, because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day. He said, there are six days in which you're to work. You can come be healed on them and not on the Sabbath day. So what's he said? He's saying, not today. <laughs> Have you ever heard anything like that before? It's not for today. How about that? <laughs> not today. Not today. Not, what do you mean not today? Not on the day of grace and rest. Not today. What do you mean not today? No healings. No miracles. Today. In this time. And that's why you keep seeing Jesus heal on the Sabbath day. Because <laughs> he said, oh, yes, it is. Today is the day. <laughs> oh, come on, class. Do you see that? Today is the day. You know that the Father and Jesus could have avoided all that stuff if they had wanted to or thought they should get the healing the day before, get the healing the day after. Quit making all these waves. But no, it's on purpose. Can you see that? It's on purpose. Why? Because the Sabbath, the day of rest, is portraying and foretelling of the day of rest. The day of rest in the finished works. Oh, hallelujah. The day of grace. Hallelujah. The day when you don't work to be saved, you don't work to be filled with the Spirit, you don't work to get forgiveness, you don't work to get healed. You don't work to get it. That's why everybody should be healed on the Sabbath day. Because you don't work to get this. You didn't earn it. You didn't deserve it. No work involved. Just a free gift. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's grace. And that's why he brings this up again today. Today. And that's why the scripture says that, you know, today, while it's called today, and 1 Corinthians says today, now is the day of salvation. Today is the day. Now is the accepted time. And you know, you can't live in any other day. Amen. Did you know that? 
Can you live in yesterday? You already did that. Right? And when you were living in yesterday, it wasn't yesterday, it was today. Can you live in tomorrow? You can't live in tomorrow. When you get to tomorrow, what will it be? It'll be today. Here's the only place you can live, right? It's today, so it's the place where you receive something. When do you receive? When do you receive? Today, I'm quoting scripture, today is the day of salvation. Now, now, now is God's accepted time. Religion always has a problem with now. Always, always. When Jesus came out of the wilderness and really launched into his earthly ministry, he went to the synagogue. He found the scripture. We saw that, what, a day or two ago, Isaiah 61. Spirit of the Lord's on me because he's anointed me. And then he closed the book and he said, Today, (laughs) this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. What's he saying? The Spirit of the Lord is on me to deliver, to heal, to restore. The Spirit of the Lord is on me here, now. Let's go. Now. Today. And oh, when you do that, old, crusty, dead religion goes, ah, ah, not not now. I mean, you know, way back, there was a move. Ooh, there was a move. And one of these days, one of these days, it's a coming. (laughs) But if you go, hey, here, now, it's on. Let's go. They go, whoa, 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 whoa. Religion goes, whoa, whoa. That's wildfire. (laughs) You need some fire. (laughs) You need something. No, today is the day. Now is the time. He goes on to say, uh, verse 18, To whom swore he that they should not enter into his rest? But to them that believed not. So we see they could not enter in because of unbelief. They couldn't enter into what? The rest. The rest. See, the Sabbath is the day of rest. What's the big thing about the day of rest? You don't work. No working. And then there was the promised land where he said, Uh, He said, you won't have to even uh, irrigate this like you used to because I'm going to rain on it. See, that's a type of grace, isn't it? I'm just going to rain on it. It's going to be green. It's going to be beautiful. It's the land that flows with milk and honey. It's rich. And that was the rest for this people that had been in servitude and bondage for generations. And then through the desert and all this, they're going to come into a place where it's rich, where it's prosperous, where they're free. That's the rest. And that's a type of what we have today in Christ. The rest of faith. The rest of freedom and deliverance and healing. There's a reason why all these healings happened on the Sabbath day. Can you say amen? And our time's up again. (laughs) Say it out loud. I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome the world by faith. I'm strong in faith, giving glory to God. We'll see you again soon back here in Faith School.
Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.